This interview is also a video interview, and you really might want to check it out. John McAfee has a pretty strong personality, and it really comes across in the video. So head over to youtube.com slash Eric Hunley. Check that out. Check out the live streams. I think you'll like it. One final note. John McAfee is a very passionate person, and as such, the language is a little bit harsh in here. He does curse a bit, so you don't want to play it in front of mixed company. And I present to you, John McAfee. My name is Eric Hunley, and this is Unstructured, where we have dynamic and formal conversations with some amazing people. Today, we're with John McAfee. This is a real honor. I actually interviewed one of your... Um, counterparts for the 2016 election uh, austin peterson or oh, and you know austin I, I love austin i'm sorry that he's not running this year oh uh, i guess he's got a, a dj gig now just doing a radio station something <laughs> he's a talker man so it fits well you know he's something else I, I, I like austin okay listen every four years he's going to get more and more polished and i think another four years he might run for president and win. Right? He's got that. He's got that charisma. Uh, he's got that. Uh, that uh, whatever it's called. Well, almost an encyclopedic knowledge of a constitution, which is quite helpful. That he, that he does, yes, indeed. Now, is it John McAfee or McAfee? The first McAfee. Although, listen, this is what my parents told me, and they lied about the Easter Bunny, about Santa Claus, <laughs> about the fucking Tooth Fairy. So I don't know what I can trust from what they told me. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, is that what led you into a parapetic lifestyle? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, a question for you. Are you running for president at this time, not running, or are you just on the run? Well, I'm definitely on the run. That's definitely, but no, I'm running for president and for vice president. I discovered that uh, <laughs> the libertarian, libertarian bylaws do not prevent a person from running both for president and vice president. So uh, given that, I mean... For example, I, I could pardon myself uh, as <laughs> I could pardon the vice president. You realize that uh, if I were to win, I could go, OK, I'm pardoning my vice president. Uh, he meant nothing. He meant nothing by <laughs> his offenses. Do you have anything to pardon yourself for? <laughs> no, sir, I do not. Okay. <laughs> the U.S. government thinks otherwise. Ah, okay, okay. So now I know that you're not necessarily a giant fan of the CIA. <laughs> that, that probably, uh, Eric, is the understatement of the century. But go ahead, yes. <laughs> well, I'm curious, not only with the uh, CIA, because I know you've talked about it in the past with the different wars and how they're controlling presidents. What are your thoughts on economic hitmen? <laughs> you're in an area where... I have no real information. Um, I can speculate, but I, I, I don't like speculating, and I will defer, demur if, if that's all right with you. Oh, perfect. I, I, don't, I, I do know this. Um, the CIA does, in fact, manipulate both our presidents and every member of Congress through their <laughs> clever social engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, that not just America, but uh, it was the CIA that, that orchestrated my um, uh, almost capture in um, the Bahamas. 
uh, and uh, orchestrated when uh, Janice and I left the Bahamas and went to Cuba. They orchestrated, I am sure, the unofficial uh, request to Cuba to return us to America. Uh, this was something uh, Janice and I were just swooped up at after being in Cuba for two months by the Cuban military and taken to an army base. And I thought, good God, is a firing squad? No. Uh, but we were in a very comfortable area with easy chairs, and, and a general, a Cuban general, came in and, and said, Mr. McAfee, we are so sorry, but the American government has, um, has asked uh, us to return you to America. Um, we were disinclined to do that. However, you are now a serious problem for us, do you understand? And we're giving you 72 hours to... Uh, leave Cuba and never return. <laughs> so that's crazy. That's what we did. I'm surprised. No, that, I mean, no, come on, please, please. No, if I, I, I've been in Cuba, not on our it, side, but on the other side, well, I was in Guantanamo Bay taking care of refugees. And it's oh, so never, weird never, to me. I, I was in Havana. I was in, uh, no, beautiful country, wonderful people. No. Well, listen, the, uh, the U.S. government parks warships off of Cuba at least three times a decade, um, threatens this, threatens that. And Cuba is a small country, 90 miles from the – and so they have balls to even say, no, we're not going to return it. But to get me out of the country as quickly as possible, they don't want to have to do anything. I, hey, you know, we thought about it, but he's gone. Um so we went into, it took us four and a half days at sea. Um, the CIA got to the Dominican Republic before us. That's where we were going. We told no one where we were going. Hmm. As we pulled into port, we were surrounded by the army and arrested. The Dominican Republic army. And they said, like everybody, the Bahamas, before we left the Bahamas, the Bahamas government said, please, you need to go back to America. Uh, Cuba said they asked it, to, but we said no. Mm-hmm. The Dominican Republic just arrested us and said, you're going back. Uh, fortunately, I've, I've been around this block a few times, and, <laughs> and my lawyers, after four days, managed to get us uh, <laughs> uh, deported to England instead of America. Because you were born um, there, right? No, no, no. Simply, no, it's a long story. <laughs> oh, okay. No, not, I didn't know if you were a citizen. For it, but no, uh, England. Uh, listen, England would have turned us over uh, <laughs> to America in a heartbeat. However, we arrived on a fucking uh, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> all government offices all over the world are closed on weekends. So, a request <laughs> from anywhere. To extradite someone, first of all, it's going to take two or three days, even if it's not a weekend. <laughs> but I knew it would not be processed till Monday morning. Um, Sunday morning, we went underground, left England, obviously, else I would be in America now. Mm-hmm. And our, our location is, is now undisclosed. But no, no, England would have turned us over. I promise you that. <laughs> How did they know where to find you? Who? Um, well, they, you said they beat you to Dominican Republic. and We're talking about the CIA. Do you realize they have 2,000 
satellites that watch everything, every fucking car in the world, every boat, every person. They can read a license plate, a license plate from 300 miles away in space. <laughs> so that was a piece of cake for them. So are they just toying oh. with you? Because, I mean, it seems like if they really no, wanted no, no, you, no. they could describe it. Listen, being arrested is not toying, I promise you. No, they're seriously trying to get me. We escaped from the Bahamas six hours before they came to collect us. Why? Uh, I knew they were coming. And believe it or not, six hours afterwards, the owner of the office said, whoa, we were invaded uh, by the uh, the Bahamian um, uh, army to collect us. Uh, no, good God. They, they, the CIA owns the world, please. Uh, in Cuba, they knew we were in Cuba because we were thumbing up our noses saying, hey, we're in Cuba. Come get us. I knew they would. I, I, you know, I figured three to four months it happened in two. I figured at least I'd get a week in the Dominican Republic before they tried to get me. But no, they were waiting for us. So are you waiting. kind of toying with them? Fuck no. They're not people to toy with. I'm just trying to avoid them. Okay, I mean, I'm just wanting your nose. I didn't know. I, that's why I was asking. I, this, yeah, well, in a place where I'm safe, they're coming <laughs> for me anyway, whether I thumb my nose or not. Do you understand? They need to shut up. I have not paid taxes in 10 years. I will never, ever pay taxes again. Neither should you. Neither should anybody in America. It is unconstitutional, illegal, and cruel beyond conception. So I paid over $50 million in taxes. I have not received $50 million in services. I'm not paying one penny more ever. If I have to run forever, they will not ever get a penny from me. So um, this is the problem. So they left me alone. I haven't paid for 10 years. For eight years, they ignored me going, we, we know McAfee <laughs> if we harass him. He will make a loud fucking noise. And I would have. I'm still making a loud noise, even not in the country. So for eight years, they ignored me. Now, I started going <laughs> on the international stage with cryptocurrency. I, I was doing mm -hmm. six to seven conferences internationally every year. Um, and what was I saying? If you don't want to pay taxes, here is how not to do it. Privacy coins in cryptocurrency and distributed exchanges. No one ever will know anything about your financial situation. <laughs> well, that seemed to tip the, the balance. Um, so January of last year, on January 22nd, they convened a grand jury charging me with tax fraud, even though, fuck me, you know what tax fraud is? lying on your tax returns. I haven't mm. filed a fucking tax return, okay? Which is not against the law. It's not against the law not to file. The IRS can then say, okay, we're gonna take your house, your car, and all of your money. And it's up mm. to you, go to court, to sue them to get it back. No, they just left me alone. Now they're saying tax fraud, I've lied on my tax, I haven't filed a tax return, how? Could I possibly have lied? <laughs> but that's a different story. Doesn't matter. They will win if I ever get back to the States because 
uh, it's America and the government always wins. If they want you, they will manufacture whatever is required to silence you, meaning put you in prison in some basement, never to be heard from again. So, um, so no, I'm not going to pay taxes ever. I don't give a shit. They can torture me. You won't get another penny from me, America. End of fucking story. And if you have a conscience, and if you believe in the truth, neither will you ever pay taxes. Stop, people. Uh, how do you stop? Use cryptocurrency, privacy coins, <laughs> and distributed exchanges. The government will never again, ever know a thing about your finances, how much you've made, what you spent. We don't use money anymore. We don't use dollars, euros, nothing. We can't have bank accounts, else we would be discovered. We can't have credit cards. Mm -hmm. If we use the credit card, they go, aha, McAfee just charged something in, uh, in Belarus. He's there. Let's go find him. No, we can't have those things. All of my income is cryptocurrency. All of the things that we buy is cryptocurrency. Food. Cars, bulletproof vest shoes. There's nothing you cannot buy with crypto. And if you want a job, if you have a certain talent, there is no job in the world that you can't find somebody who will hire you and pay you only in crypto. As long as you leave the so, states, right? It doesn't matter if you leave the states. <laughs> Whoa, no, you don't have to leave the states. I had to leave the states because they filed charges against me, not for using crypto people, but for lying on those tax returns that I never filed. <laughs> That's why they want me. Um, so, because crypto, I mean, what can they say about it? You use crypto, so what? Not illegal. The fact that you don't know jack shit about what I'm doing with it, <laughs> who cares? No. Can, how safe America, is that, though? Seriously. Using crypto for fuck's sake. No one can find out. That's that's the issue. Listen, it's going to be fucking illegal in America within a year to use privacy coins. Oh, I'm sure, but so, can't they raid the servers and find the people listen, ultimately? Sorry? The people, I mean, ultimately, we're talking about digital, um, we're talking about data, bits. They've got to be stored. Yeah somewhere or transferred one way or another can't that be intercepted or shut down crypto it can't be seen it can't be understood if it's privacy coins there is no fucking way to know who made the transaction when where what it was about not possible my friend what if they just want to shut down the whole currency I, i'm just i'm asking genuine questions like they, whoa, 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 whoa. It. they just delete can't it can't be shut down. Do you understand? Cryptocurrency is the first currency that is entirely distributed. There is no central authority. There is nothing. How can you? You can't. Nobody can shut down Monero. It's not possible. It's simply not. It can't ever be done. Neither can anybody ever know who's using it or for what. Listen, it would be great for governments if they could. This is why they're so stuff. They're powerless to shut it down. 
God himself, unless he changed the laws of mathematics, where 2 plus 2 is now 3, or 7, or 22, God could not shut this down without changing the laws of physics. So, no, this is the beauty of crypto, people. It is your key to freedom. If you truly want financial freedom, and financial freedom is the fucking root of all freedoms. Because without financial freedom, if you're using the U.S. dollar, the yen, the British pound, the euro, without that, you can't pay for your kids' tuition in school, can't buy food, can't pay your rent. You are entirely a slave to that fucking currency. Free yourselves, people. Privacy coins, the tribute exchange, yes, they're going to be outlawed. So was marijuana for 75 fucking years in America. Did that stop a single person from smoking it? I don't think so. Sure, oh, fuck locked up, it kind of slowed them down. <laughs> I've been locked up 14 times in this world. Wow. Half off smoking weed. Who gives a flying fuck if you believe something people... God damn it. Act on it. Don't talk about it. If you cannot walk the talk, then shut the fuck up. Let's let's so, pivot to COVID because I feel like this is closely related. <laughs> We're talking about, uh, well, uh, you've been talking about it a lot lately, and there's a lot of government control that is taking place with the um, COVID listen, situation. Yeah, the situ let's call it a situation rather than a pandemic, because it is not under any stretch of the imagination <laughs> a pandemic. Please, God, do you realize, what is it now? It's May, almost. Mm -hmm. May. Things been around for five months. In the world, the entire fucking world, it's killed 228,000 people as of today. <laughs> Horror. No. It's a nothing. There are 7.8 billion fucking people in this world. What do you think the flu kills every goddamn year, every year? 650,000 people. Three times what COVID has. Doctors are now saying it. It's less mm -hmm. deadly than the flu. Stanford did a study last week saying it's less deadly than the flu. Oxford University today released a study saying it's less deadly than the flu. Stop the lockdown nonsense. Japan never locked down. It is the most densely packed country in the world where they jam people on subways. You ever seen these videos of people in Japan where police or not police pushing them in. are pushing them in? Yeah, that's still happening. Japan never locked down. What's their death rate? the lowest of every country in the world. And they just said, we're not locking down. That's insane. More people will die if you lock them down, which is true. So it's, is it, I think you've talked about it before. Is it a comorbidity type of situation though? Like if you're uh, dying of a heart attack, but you have COVID, they'll say it's COVID. Absolutely. Listen, okay. Why does America, by the way, America has only 4% of the world population and 28% of the COVID deaths. <laughs> this is one of those numbers. That's seven times the world average. <laughs> no, 
either are the U.S. Uh, medical system is the worst in the world, worse than Nigeria, mm-hmm. worse than the Congo, uh, or uh, we have more poor people than anybody, or doctors are diagnosing COVID because for every diagnosis of COVID, how much do they get? 39000 fucking dollars from the U.S. government, part of this $2 trillion bailout. Whoa, you got, oh, someone's designed to, you know, we need to save that life. If they're diagnosed with COVID, they don't even have to die. <laughs> they just have to be diagnosed. Now, if I'm a doctor, I have a fucking house payment, and I'm in a, you know, a situation where people, I've got 100 or you know, 50 people a day coming through, and I go, you know what? If I diagnose all 50 with COVID, I've made one and a half million dollars in one fucking day. Now, you might say, well, no one does that shit. Human beings are much more honest and compassionate and and, uh, truthful. No one's going to do that. Oh, maybe, maybe. But I think you, my friend, or some of you people listening, if you knew you could make one and a half million dollars a day by only doing one thing. I've seen this patient. I've diagnosed COVID-19. I get So you're saying, in other words, it's a cobra effect. A what now? You're saying, in essence, it's the cobra effect. In the I have no idea, sir. I, I don't get out much. What does cobra effect? Okay. In the 1800s, India had a problem with cobras. And England, when they were in there, they were saying, hey, we're going to give you a bounty for every cobra you kill. Yes. Just, you know, b- bring them in um, and we'll pay you the money. So here's the, the Indians got smart and they real, started to breed cobras. They were real cobras, probably. No, they However, were, they were breeding them in order to get more money. <laughs> yes, it's the fucking cobra effect. Thank you for um, enlightening me on uh, Indian history. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yes, of course. Unless you actually believe that doctors and hospitals are above uh, things like greed. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe no doctor is greedy. But I want to tell you now, if you have a patient sitting in front of you and they have a... <laughs> LRTI, a lower respiratory tract infection, mm-hmm. and the options are pneumonia, <laughs> common cold, the flu, and 200 other options, or COVID-19, and you go, well, I'm really not sure. I'm just going to put down COVID-19. That simple stroke of a pen made you 39000 fucking dollars from... <laughs> Medicare, which is what the majority of people who check into hospitals have. Please, people, maybe I'm cynical. Maybe maybe a doctor that's faced with the opportunity to make a million dollars a day goes, no, I'm just going to make my my normal uh, $2,000. And maybe, maybe I am so cynical that... People don't do that. However, it could also be that China lied. I mean, in fairness, is it possible that China has a lot more deaths than they're recording? Who cares? 
Who cares? We, all we have to do is look at the deaths in America, especially New York. Do you realize New York with their 14,000 deaths? Mm-hmm. 250 times the death rate of the top 10 largest cities on the planet, half of which never locked down. Tokyo, the largest city in the world, never locked down twice the population of New York, three times, the four times. New York is 8 million, Japan is 27, four, seven, four times the population of New York. New York had 14,000 deaths. How much do you think, Chip, that Tokyo had? 93, and I fucking promise you, if you think the Japanese are fudging numbers, you need to look at Japanese history. If anybody were telling the fucking truth about anything, it's Japan. Now, the truth may be very unpleasant. I'm sorry if Japan tells it. Nevertheless. Same thing. Yeah, Germans love to document too. Germans? Yeah, the Germans (laughs) are going to lie. The (laughs) Japanese? No, it's like they don't have time. Why? They've been, like, Japan's been around for <laughs> 3,000 fucking years. They have learned. If you lie, it comes back, and it costs money. So fuck it. Just tell the truth. Up front. No, the most packed, densely packed city in the world, where they jam the people on the trains. 93 deaths, 93 in five and a half months. And New York? <laughs> 14,250 times the death rate. Why? In New York, you get $39,000 if you diagnose COVID. In Japan, you get jack shit. <laughs> so doctors go, uh, let's test it for pneumonia. Okay. Pneumonia C1 is probably that. They test them, yeah, I thought so. And then they do what they do. So, okay, other than the doctors getting rich off of this, what is the point? I mean, who is really behind it or benefiting from it? Is it that there are governors who are getting more control that they never had before? No, no, no. It's the mainstream media. Let's think about it. Who has benefited from this? Um, The mainstream. I've heard you say that, and I want to push back if I can. You may, please, but let's let's let, let me first explain oh, something. Go for it. Yeah. It's the mainstream media who uses words like the horror oh, yeah. or <laughs> staggering numbers. Staggering numbers, a quarter of a million people out of seven point eight billion. The flu kills three times as many. Mm-hmm. Give me another lie. Okay, so they're using all this. What is the value? No, don't listen to the mainstream media go, oh my god, our advertising resumes are oh down. Fuck that shit. What's the value of a media company? It is the number of eyeballs times the amount of time those eyeballs are glued to that fucking screen. Now, before um, COVID, we were spending most of our time at work, commuting to work. On weekends, we go to movies, we take our family to the park. No, We're spending a very minority part of our time glued to the television. Now, what is it? 24 fucking hours a day, the entire world glued to the news, to this, to that. They have gained a value increment of a factor of 10. Please, God, you tell me they are not the fucking beneficiaries. 
Well, I'm not sure. And this is why I wanted to push back a little. I'm the first one to say the media is in love with breaking news. I mean, the cryon. They've been doing this even before COVID. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Every five minutes is breaking news. Trump sold us out to the Russians. You know, there's always some hyperbolic thing. However, there is a problem in this that I see that if I can't go to stores because they're locked down, stores are pulling back their advertising dollars without the cash. How is that benefiting? Also, primaries and the presidential election is one of the number one sources for money for the media, and that's not even flowing through. So I'm not completely disputing. I'm just saying that I do see that there may be a a problem in that in terms of the cash. Or do you think that later they'll pull it out? Please, God. Uh, Have you ever watched um, uh, an emerging technology in terms of the corporations and businesses and entrepreneurs who are latching on to it, like Google? Yeah, or computers in the 80s when you had all the different companies fighting. Google, 14 years did not make a single dime. Not a fucking dime for 14 years. Yet, investors kept throwing money at it. Why? Because we knew they would own all the world's information. And at some point, which has happened a long time ago now, Google would become the world power. And if you do not think think this collection of eyeballs for two fucking months on, I don't care what channel, you know, uh, ABC News in Kansas City. <laughs> in two months, they're going to rake in the fucking money because of a thing called habituation. Habituation. You sit a person down for a goddamn month, locked in, watching something. <laughs> You're locked. It's like it's like heroin. <laughs> you can't go a day without it anymore. That actually brings up something interesting that I've thought of, too. Is this the end of sports? Because people are habituating to go see baseball. I hope so. I never fucking watch sports. But I'm just using the reverse example, that people are developing new habits from things that they were doing in the past. And you're right. A month or two months is enough to establish a new habit. Two months? Jesus, God. Two months of habituation? Like the CIA. (laughs) You know? And this has got to be their dream, although I do not think, I really don't think that, that they caused all of this, although they could. I don't, I just can't believe our government, because I really believe the CIA is a patriotic, a truly, probably the most patriotic of all American institutions. They're just misguided. They've forgotten that we have a constitution, <laughs> and they have taken over. And Maybe for the better. I don't fucking know. I mean, listen, there are CIA agents that can speak 35 languages fluently mm-hmm. without a fucking accent. Now, you find me a president <laughs> that can do that. CIA people know the intricacies of world government interactions, the the alliances, the political alliances, the religious issues, the cultural issues, the language issues. But yet they blunder. The they blunder all the time. Is that because of pride? Or you, not, pride? You, you think fucking presidents don't blunder? You take a man like whoever okay. is a career politician or someone of average intelligence but great 
uh, financial power, who becomes president, what a stupid thing to do. We, here's what we need to do, people. We need to do what our, our first election did, where George Washington said, I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, people. I'm an old man. I served America through six fucking years of one of the most horrendous wars in the world. I was general of the goddamn Continental Army. I suffered. I lost a fucking toe from frostbite. I just want to fish on the Potomac goddamn river. And as I understand, the Potomac River back then was one of the greatest fishing spots on this fucking planet. Sure. But they said they shamed him. It was Ben Franklin who fucking did it. He sat the motherfucker down and he said, George, let's look at the options. Me? I do nothing but drink and chase women. And <laughs> Okay. Thomas Jefferson, the motherfucker can't find his bifocals. Uh, John Hancock, yes, most beautiful signature in the world, but nothing else. No, there was nobody. Nobody could possibly have been our first president. Yeah, they wanted to make him king. And so they drug him, kicking and fucking screaming into the presidency which he performed there's, very an, there's another thing I don't know if you're aware of, but you know how representatives only have a two-year term? Well, I'm sorry. We've run out of time. Okay. Uh, I've, got Thank you. I've got an interview in three minutes. One more question. All right. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. And where can people find you? Uh, I only am, I'm on Twitter. I'm like Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else. I have a Facebook account and I, but trust me, I haven't even looked at my Facebook account for five years. No, so, Twitter is the only thing. Official at, McAfee? At Official McAfee. Uh, find me there. Um, one of the things you will find is that I actually relate to my user base. And every fucking tweet, I will answer at least the first 50 comments. So wow. you might be lucky to be one of the first. All right. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> And thank you, Eric. I appreciate that. I'm sorry I have to leave so suddenly. No worries. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please consider subscribing for free. And I mean for free. It is always free. There's no billing, anything else. You can subscribe in your player of choice, which is probably right in your hands. Or you can go to unstructuredpod.com. And there are plenty of links there. Thank you so much. And in the spirit of sharing, here's a couple more shows you may want to check out. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, the host of It's No Secret with Dr. T, which is a small business and marketing podcast. Each week, I interview business leaders who openly share the secrets to the massive success. It's No Secret with Dr. T will educate, entertain, and inspire you. Check it out. You'll find it wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to my website, TysonFranklin.com. I did not grow up with very much money. Money's energy. Money's something that, that really scares me. You had about 60 grand in debt. Money isn't the answer. Somebody should just give me a lot of money. My dream was to be the WWE wrestler, but you realize that your dreams change over the years. Money's a tool. It's a key to a gate, and at the other side of the gate is 
the things that you really want to do with your life. It's the things that matter most to you. It's pursuing those values that make you ultimately happy. Listen to Inspired Money at inspiredmoney.fm.